0: Hello and welcome once again to the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast, the best goddamned podcast in all of Oklahoma County, as far as we know. This is episode 76, Probing the Problem of Privilege, in which we try to think deeply about the problem and try to check our privilege and understand what that means. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to have a go of it. Uh, Today I have with us... Uh, a number of people, uh, some of which are more privileged than others. <laughs> uh, we have Abby. Hello. Chaz. Hello. Shelly. Hello. And um, Kate, eventually, perhaps. Kate is not suffering from Skype privilege right now. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to stop making a joke out of it. Okay, I guess the first question is, well, why why did this come up? Is that we want to start with, why it came up?
1: Yeah, it'd probably be. A- yes, let's do that, because... Uh, it's been kind of ruling our our, our internet night lives.
0: Yeah, it, it the last few happens. weeks. So free thought blogs is, as far as I know, the dominant free thought real time blog collective. Uh, there there might be other places in the world where you can get more free thought, but not in English and, and not on a daily basis. You know, you could go to Prometheus Press and read books, but when it comes to like every, every day getting a dose of free thought, i put it sure free thought blogs is the um, the largest hub and it's really common over yeah. there for people to be saying things ignorantly or not and to be, get called privileged in the process and so naturally the question arises for those of us that don't have a, for those of us that have a background in say math for example who didn't study anything to do with this uh, naturally we've got to go look it up and find out what mm. it's about and and just the other day this is what really drove it home for me Dan Fink was writing a post about how we should maybe stop being jerks to each other online and that's crazy talk. Yeah, he's like, let's let's you know, <laughs> let's stop using slurs and, and let's e-, he's like let's even stop saying you know that we're assholes and, and idiots and liars and we'll just attack each other's ideas and facts and. Stuff. And,
1: <laughs> and he was immediately shut it down. Oh, he
0: was. He's like, your you're privilege is you're showing, Dan, by a fellow free thought blogger no less. So it's you know it's a live mm-hmm. issue in our community, and mm-hmm. I was hoping that uh, you guys could help me understand the scope of it, and, and and how we should be aware of it and what it means.
2: Are we going to try to connect this to atheism somehow, or are we just talking skepticism in general now? Well,
0: I I did just connect it to the community in a way, but the obvious connection to atheism is that being a member of the majority religion, something I did throughout my childhood, has privileges. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. I went to the Air Force <laughs> Academy, where, as you may have heard in the news, the uh, Christian privilege is, is rampant. <laughs> And yeah. I was lucky enough to still be a Christian while I was there, so I didn't notice it. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's religious privilege is real. It's not something I see in a lot of the um the talks or facts about privilege, but it's it's definitely out there. Majority majority religion uh, gets all kinds of perks, and I could go on and on about that. But let's let's talk about the broader concept first. Okay. So I guess one two three go. Yeah. The, f- <laughs> <laughs> the first question I want to ask as an ignorant privileged white male is. You know what are what are some good examples of it? How do we define it? One two three go.
3: <laughs> well, you you mentioned the um the easiest setting example. I think that was before we started recording. I did, yeah. But how I think that was a pretty good analogy. Like is a very very rough guideline. Like being like having all the positive privileges like white straight male etc. Um, is basically. Playing the video game on the easiest setting, mm-hmm. so it's still a game, and you could still be really bad at it, or you can still be really good at it. But it's yeah, not going to be still
2: as lose. Many. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. still lose
3: badly. You can still
0: lose. Mm-hmm. But but generally speaking, the monsters won't be as fierce. And there won't be as many of them. Do you feel like
2: they won't like, be the same ones?
3: Oh yeah, true. Yeah, no creepers. That'd be
1: nice. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, our cultural our our culture here? Um, mm-hmm has a resistance to the idea that some people have it have it easier than others or that the things that they achieved um, might not have happened if they were in a different situation in life? Part of different oh, absolutely.
2: Culture. I mean, people... Uh, this is part of the problem. Is, I mean, and I get this because I'm a white person, and mm-hmm. I have had a fairly privileged upbringing, but I people get very, very defensive. Like, when mm-hmm. this comes when this comes up in a class if we read something in one of my classes that that deals with, with this idea the students i mean you can see their backs go right up mm-hmm. they get so defensive because they feel like they're being told that that they didn't earn what they have and that they they don't deserve it and that they owe other people something and that's that's not that's not what it's about like, there's nothing, and uh, you, you try to tell, you, you don't have to be defensive about this. This doesn't mean that you're a bad person, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to get past that. It,
0: it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but it can still be used as an insult.
2: Yeah,
3: that's, I was about to say, sometimes it is kind of wielded. I guess kind of like, I don't know, my main issue with it, um, no, I don't have an issue with it, but the thing I keep on seeing is that people, um, they don't really teach this in you know high school. So people get out into <laughs> the world and they're not, aware of this and unless they've really kind of been educated and enlightened about it and then people who are they're aware of it um they can't really get that people don't already get it and so they're like oh yeah you're privileged and they don't Mm -hmm. they might mean it badly but they don't understand that a person's gonna be like what (laughs) miscommunication
1: my mom uh, worked all her life and uh you know, I had to work hard and go to school. What, what do you mean I'm privileged? Mm-hmm. What does that mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe really bad things mm-hmm. have happened to you. Like maybe you had right. abusive parents. Maybe you, you were raised <clears> in <throat> abject poverty and you're still a cis white male. You know, I mean, it's not like bad things don't happen to those people. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to separate out people's individual lives and individual experiences. And that's very difficult to do. And, uh, I mean, I think I think most people get that. That, I mean, I hope they do. That that's that, that can that can sound like it's dismissive of your of your personal experiences as a human being to just say, "Well, you're a white guy, so you don't understand."
0: Right. I, well, I think there's a huge difference between telling someone, you know, I think maybe your privilege is making it hard for you to see the systemic problem here. Whenever that someone is someone you're having lunch with that you know really well, you know their background, it's very different to say that to a friend than it is to say that to someone you just met on Twitter. Like, you know mm-hmm. nothing about mm-hmm. them. You don't know if they're a rape survivor. You don't know if they were molested by Catholic priests. You have you basically know nothing about them except for possibly they said something ignorant and they have an avatar which makes them look like they're passably white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do I do encounter the term privilege uh, abused in that way as, as a cudgel, which to me is, is terrible because – if you want people to educate themselves on their privilege, that's the exact way to get them to not do that.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
0: Kate's mm-hmm. not here, but she mentioned a, a really interesting way to approach this: to talk about the burdens that other people have uh, mm. instead of saying you have, you know, cis white male privilege, uh, and saying here's all the things that you know you, makes your life easier. Talk specifically about what it's like to not have each of those privileges and how it makes someone else's life harder. That was that was.
3: Brought up in the best one of the best of the left um, voicemails, I think that's a really good way to look at it. it takes the um, accusatory bit that might be yeah. inferred out of it. Exactly.
1: That, that's what I was gonna say. It's like it it helps you be more receptive instead of defensive when someone's talking to you and saying, "Well, look at the burdens that this person has." Yeah, I think it's more helpful.
2: Well, another way I've heard it talked about is um, invisibility. So the being male. Masculinity in our culture, um, and being male as long as you're uh, heterosexual male, um, like whiteness, um, like heterosexuality, those things tend to be kind of invisible in the culture. They're not scrutinized so much. They're not things that become Mm.
4: Mm -hmm. othering.
2: And so... You don't. So if if you're gay, you know other people will say like, well, my my friend so and so who's gay, where you (laughs) never say my friend so and so who's straight, and things like that. That become that become very visible about you and very much a part of your identity in a way that the more privileged categories don't have to be.
0: Is that because the privileged categories are in the numerical majority, or is it because there's social norms, or is it both?
2: I think, it's, I think it's very um, – in a lot of ways, it's very much that they're normative, yeah. I think there's, really? mas- masculinity is still kind of the status quo. We still have universal he, for example, that, I mean, is something you would think that people would have stopped using, but they don't. Hmm. Singular they.
3: Just use singular they. Right, yeah. Same. I'm all
2: for that. Uh, I was, was just going to say, how do you
0: feel about that as a grammarian? Oh.
2: Yeah, no, I'm totally for it. <laughs>
0: I still have difficulty oh. with it, but only because people like you drilled it out of me. <laughs>
2: You're
0: welcome. <laughs> I, I suppose I, I want to cover the how, how broad privilege is. Like we, we mentioned a little bit about class privilege, about what it's like to grow up in a, a middle class at least uh, with with access to education and, and you know, the usual amenities that we consider what we want people to have. And we talked a little bit about race privilege about what it's like to go around without encountering racism. And I, I think we we, men- we alluded to educational privilege, and we definitely talked about gender privilege, uh, gender identity privilege. I guess I guess my question is, how, how, how broad can we go with this? Can we talk about native intelligence privilege? Is that too controversial to say that some people are naturally smarter than others? Can we talk about uh, lookism? Uh, excuse me, wait. I don't know what... Does every privilege have an ism? That's <laughs> it. Does every yeah. privilege have an ism that goes with it? Racism, um, sexism, ableism. ableism. Uh, there's a privilege that goes with each of those, right?
1: Is my wife a, a- Lucas? Yes, a- your a- wife a- is a, a Lucas,
0: Chaz. Ism? So is mine. So is everyone I know. Just about.
2: And what does that mean?
0: Uh, you just treat better-looking people better.
2: Oh, well, I mean, this is the hottest podcast in showbiz, clearly. So, I mean... <laughs> Why aren't we a video
0: podcast? What are we doing wrong? <laughs>
2: exactly. You got you people out there in podcast land. You don't why, know what you're why missing. am I sitting in
0: a dark room right now?
2: <laughs> uh,
0: no, but I people. I, I I've seen I've seen studies where you know you you put people in situations they're supposed to judge a resume and and then you put photos in the resumes and suddenly the results turn out totally differently. And so oh, yeah, we know that people are they just want to have. Good-looking people around them. I guess possibly that's the result of countless generations of Darwinian selection. Um, That might make sense. (laughs) Well,
2: well, and cultural
0: training. Well, yeah. Well, but why? Because it it, will vary from culture to
2: culture. Uh,
0: Beauty norms Mm -hmm. do vary culture to culture. um, But well, I'm not going to go into this. But uh, you know, Mm -hmm. however, beauty is determined. People do get privilege for it. Uh, and that somehow it's not on my Brilliant. list of privileges. I
3: think relevant. we haven't really gotten to that yet. What is it called? We'll get to it we'll we'll we, we, next. We, I feel.
0: Well, okay. So I guess my question to you guys is: Which ones you know, do we want to talk about? Because there's so many out there. Uh, do we want to just focus on a
1: handful?
2: Well, or? I mean, if we want to stick with the, the 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 events, the unfortunate events that kicked all this off, I guess that that's somewhat limited, right?
0: I mean, that was mostly just gender privilege.
2: Right.
0: Gender privilege. What's what's the corresponding burden? What's I gotta stop talking. Oh,
3: um, you you gotta be the you gotta be the straight white man dictating the conversation.
1: Exactly. He can't
0: talk about that's that's they <laughs> really don't want to offer that right now.
2: I think in general men feel safer.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. hmm Yeah.
2: Physically? Would you I mean would you agree to that?
0: Uh, I would in in most circumstances. There there are some situations where like when Chaz's sister flipped that guy off in Baltimore, I knew that if he got out of his truck, I would feel obligated to go beat the shit out of him.
1: And he was – he flipped his he lid flip and flip. It was very and scary. I'm like,
0: oh, great. Now I'm going to go beat the shit out of this guy.
2: And actually, you know, the, the statistics show that as much attention as there is paid and as, as bad a problem as male-on-female violence is, particularly with partners, male-on-male violence is actually a, a really big problem. <laughs> I've noticed um, men are mm-hmm. men are really mean to each other, <laughs> and um, the but I mean interestingly enough that is that I would argue that part of part of the gender issue that's being reflected there is that women tend to be um, expected to be victims, mm-hmm. and men are expected to be violent.
0: Yeah, those are both burdens, and, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, right. I'm, I, I I agree. I totally agree. And, and I'm not is, a fighter. <laughs> one of them is one we don't talk about, I think, enough, frankly. Um, uh, I think I uh, think the other half of the problem, the other side of the problem is that men are, um, are when, you know, I, I do this with my students sometimes. I, I'll say, OK, so say I come into class today and I tell you this story that on my way in today, I saw this. Um, horrible instance of road rage, and one person cut another person off, and then that person got out and just started beating the crap out of the other person, and blah, blah, blah. And I tell this whole story, and I say, now, quickly, without thinking about it, what do you imagine these people look like? And they're always male.
0: Rednecks. Right. <laughs> Not just male, but plaid-wearing rednecks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, I mean, we have this this normative expectation that men are violent and that women are victims of violence. And so we grow up with this sense of ourselves as victims. And we get the pamphlets saying, here's what you do to keep from getting raped. Here's what you do to keep from getting kidnapped. Go, you know, always look in the backseat of your car, always park under a light. Don't wear heels you can't run in. Don't carry too many packages. I mean, the lists of things that we are supposed to do to constantly be vigilant about our own safety is—it's ridiculous.
0: So, is that—is—is is that a burden that you like? I have a daughter, right, and I have to give her—well, I don't have to, but somebody's gonna have to give her advice. Is—is is this not good advice? Because I mean, there are still pretty evil people out there in the world. I know. So, is this—is this a burden that that we need to pass on? So long as there are actual uh, violent people in the world, or, or have we exaggerated the threat to the point where we're giving people advice that don't really need it?
2: Well, part of the problem, of course, is that the vast majority of violence that women suffer comes from people they yeah. know. So
0: we're giving them the wrong right. advice. Yeah. We're saying, look out for the stranger maybe. in your back seat. We should be saying, don't date assholes. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm really uh, seriously wondering what...
2: Or be prepared to identify someone as an asshole and not decide to keep hanging around
0: right
1: he will cut ties not hang on
2: i mean it gets really complicated really fast like i just covered like five different topics so i don't know somebody else.
0: Talk? well no i, I really appreciate <laughs> you doing that uh the the burden of going through life uh living in in fear of and i don't think anyone said rape threat but I, i'm pretty sure that was implied that's Terrible thing to live with, and in our our culture, we have like Law and Order Special Victims Unit. In case you're having trouble imagining mm-hmm. how bad it could be, you can you can turn on the television and see it dramatized mm-hmm. for you. Now, you know, I totally believe in free speech, but it's not like a show that I'm going to keep running in my living room. You know, I don't need my kids uh, living in that kind
1: of fear.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and again, um, it normalizes it.
1: I think. I think that world actually affected my wife um, whenever I first met her because I feel like she she lived with her mom and her two sisters, so they really and in fact the the men in, in her lives were always abusive in one way or another, physically or or emotionally at all times, and uh, and like they would watch Lifetime all the time, and I know like Lifetime's a big joke <laughs> because you know like the men, but. It is very violent sometimes, and emotionally oh, yeah. violent too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just took a while for her to to not see everything as a threat. I, I think moving to Oklahoma City, the big city, was a big deal for her. I think she, <laughs> she really thought that you know. I mean, she grew up in I'm Guthrie. I'm not saying you know. Oklahoma City is not dangerous. No, no, it's it's not. Though. It's it not. really it's, isn't. It's um, just not where you guys live. Oh no, no, <laughs> we don't we don't <laughs> live in downtown. <Yeah. laughs> But it just it 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 took her a while to to not have that feeling of looking over her shoulder or or expecting violence out of every turn.
3: Yeah. Do you think um I can probably get into like my um own experiences? Please do. Okay, so I should say um I'm trans. So I spent like the first twenty three years roughly um of my life like perceived as a guy. So. I never got, like, all that stuff drilled into me. So nowadays, like, I don't really, I don't have that fear, which, you know, seems to be part of the female condition. And I think I do to a degree, but it's, like, I don't know. Like, I'll hesitate before, like, I'm going hiking overnight by myself. Like, is that a good
2: idea? I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, just is on it? the grounds that I don't like hiking.
2: Well, I love hiking, but the the guy who had to cut his own arm off that sort of no. killed it for me.
0: See, there you go. Like, it's a culture of fear. It's normalizing eating your hiking,
2: arm off. Hiking, <laughs> hiking buddy, always a good thing.
0: <laughs> so that um, the gender identity privilege, I guess, is is something that I, I would like to talk about. There. Does Abby? Does that affect you? Like, like. Do you feel like you have a, a a corresponding burden to gender identity privilege? And if so, what's that like? Um, let me see.
3: I don't have, like... It's not, like, um, totally... Like... I'm going to try to say this. Um, like, I only know, like, what I know. So it's hard to really, like, self-examine what I feel. You, I, You'd think that I'd have, like, oh, it was totally different before, and now everyone treats me differently. And, like... They do, but it's really hard to like pin down cuz I didn't really pay attention to it like that. Like, I don't know. And it's hard. I mean, it's on the day-to-day level it doesn't really affect me. Like I wouldn't say it's a burden anymore if we're going to phrase it like that cuz I I get I apparently I pass, and so I can get through the day.
0: You have you have passing privilege. Yeah.
3: That's definitely a privilege cuz I mean, that, that is one thing that's definitely like a stark thing I noticed when I first started transition and I didn't pass, you know, it was hell. And so, yeah. and then it, things got a lot better. And that was, that's
0: definitely a very, there's definitely passing privilege and it's definitely incredibly important. So I have, I have a question about, and this is sort of meta, but we're talking about like these privileges and burdens. Shouldn't that just be how we treat everybody? Shouldn't part of our goal be to take away the burdens and then make the privileges not noticeable because we don't treat people (laughs) differently i mean i'm asking seriously what's 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 the goal here what's isn't the end goal to get to where people are not assumed to be anything more than an individual right Mm -hmm. shouldn't we go into each interaction each new interaction with somebody Mm -hmm. not trying to call on a vast wealth of stereotypes to
2: well, that I mean, that's part of the defensiveness too, right? You're trying to take something away from me, is the response. When, so, you know, that's the whole sort of reverse racism bullshit, uh, <laughs> yeah. or the whole Chick Fil A thing. How the, you know, it's actually Christians who are persecuted mm. somehow. Wait, the fuck? What? How? Where'd you? How'd you get there? Oh, do you have to edit that? <laughs> Nope, um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I mean really like <laughs> so, I mean how do you get there you know really you're gonna try to say that you are the victim of some sort of reverse discrimination because people say, hey stop being a bigot I, yeah. I mean but, but, but that's what they say so so I, I totally see the problem that you're outlining like how how do we how do we do this so that no one feels threatened or no one has to feel threatened I mean I'm not really that worried about Having people th- feel threatened, honestly, yeah. but, um, it's not—it's not our
3: business to make them not feel threatened.
2: Yeah, well, I don't. So like when
3: you say people, like feel Abby th-
2: said, I don't think it's really our responsibility to to try to make them comfortable. But the privileged
0: people, like Chris, right,
2: right. But but the fact is that, that you know it would be nice if we could. You know, can't we all just get along? Right? It was <laughs> sure. It, it would be nice. Uh, may rest in peace. The fact is that that. Big cultural movements, civil rights movements, that kind of thing, they don't generally go painlessly. Hmm. Like somebody usually feels threatened. I I don't
0: want to threaten religious believers as an atheist. (laughs) And here's why. There's still so many more of them than there are of us. Yeah. That I feel like uh, we're going to do a bit better if we... Try to encourage them to be tolerant of. I mean, they already have to tolerate all these heretics that they think are going to hell, who are also religious. <laughs> so why can't why can't they also tolerate people who don't believe in any religion and are going to hell as well, in their view? Um, I, I guess what I, what I'm saying is I I don't see the point in trying to piss off religious people. Unless they're being complete assholes and like, like yeah. the Chick-fil-A people in which case absolutely you've <laughs> you've gotta poke back sometimes. But but generally speaking, I don't see the point in just insulting religion across the board whenever there's so many religious people that I like to work with on social justice issues.
1: Sometimes you can, wow. just, you can Are you... Well,
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Did I just say something controversial there? No,
3: you're just controversially in agreement, so I don't know. With
0: who? With, like, Stedman? With or the Harvard... Human- no, with, with me. I just... I don't know. I didn't...
2: Forget, you're fight? a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's because you've been watching me on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Well, I don't see the point in, in, you know, necessarily in trying to piss off anybody. Um, I, I, I don't really... I Conflict makes me uncomfortable. So uh, I don't seek it out. But I, I have had people say to me, friends, people I like who like me, say to me, don't you understand that as soon as you say you're an atheist, you're automatically, you automatically make people feel uncomfortable. Like they think that you think they're stupid <laughs> and wrong. And uh, my response was, they think I'm going to hell for eternity. Like I think... I think I don't, I don't, I, you know, your evidence doesn't convince me is, is kind of a little more mild than you deserve to be tortured forever. So <laughs> how's how, my responsibility to keep them from feeling uncomfortable about the fact that I exist?
0: Yeah. This is uh, where Christianity has become so normative that it's assumed that hell is not an offensive thing to believe in.
2: Right. And it's just true. <laughs> so you know, it's not my fault. Um, you know, I'm sorry that, that you're going to hell. I don't want you to. But hey, you know, them's the facts. It's like, you, <laughs> you can't just say that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, uh, the, you know, that again, there's it's always so much more complicated than just why can't we just be nice to each other? Because just the fact that gays exist, just the fact that trans people exist is somehow uh, threatening to speak some of
1: these people. They're and walking around acting all normal. What the hell is wrong <laughs> with them? They want <laughs> us to talk to them like they're normal people. Yeah.
2: They want they want to have the same life as mine. I mean, what? how is that supposed
0: to work? I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think part of what bugs people, especially old-fashioned people from certain parts of Southeast Oklahoma, <laughs> uh, about uh, transgender or gay or just, just any atheist, anybody who doesn't fit their idea of how people are, is that you have to think about it? You have to you have to talk to this person individually and figure out where they're coming from. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it's, that's just too much. It's it's so much easier to just have binary gender roles and like the woman stays home and cooks and everybody has their their place. It's just so much easier when you know exactly what you're dealing with without having to think about it or talk to people. Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Well, is it is it that that setup's inherently simpler, or is it just what they're used to?
0: both. I mean, I think, I, I think we can't factor out laziness in this. It's. It, <laughs> I, they would be just as offended if I made them do a math problem.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It wouldn't. Be. Yes, it would. <laughs> Put them on the spot. Yes, it would.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should give them a choice. Like, you know, accept that people are different or do a math problem. <laughs> Hard I guess choice. I could make them write sentences. <laughs> Diagram the sentences. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I mean, but that's part of the privilege, right? That that no one is ever going to be offended just about the, by the fact that you exist.
0: Right. Mm, exactly. No and they is. might find you
2: personally offensive on Twitter, but they won't. They won't be offended by the fact that you got <laughs> that, that you are alive in the world.
0: And since mm-hmm. we're all atheists, we at least know on, on that one point what it's like for people to be offended by our core identity. Like we say, we say, "Oh no, I don't believe in, in that stuff," and it doesn't matter how nicely you say it. Right. Do more, do wait, wait,
3: this. no! Hold on, hold on. We have another okay. privilege: What's geographical that? privilege.
0: Oh my God, we showed Cause... you. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and we. Because I'm in Vermont. <laughs> no, wait, you
0: have geographical privilege more than we do.
3: Yeah, you have geographical burden. Well, c- compared to you. Because oh, in Vermont, yeah. like being atheist isn't a big deal. Like no one, no one, like we're, li- we're there's cons- definitely conservative people here, like my parents, but um, nobody's. <laughs> Very few people are like really religious, so atheism is not an issue. And of course, like other things, like we were the first state with civil unions, I mean, just because we're cool. Mm. <laughs> so I have the benefit of being surrounded by cool people, so that's that's a privilege.
2: Yeah, we really have to seek them out. <laughs>
1: well, well, we get cool people who have been challenged in their lives, though. Mm,
3: that's a good point we do have like hippies and woo woo yeah people Mm -hmm.
0: i don't know what to do about the woo woo and i don't see anything on my privilege privilege list to where to (laughs) where that comes where's the where's the is that under educational privilege to know that vaccines work yes (laughs) gosh i have have so many questions um we, we covered the privilege of burden thing uh I think most of the privileges do come with a corresponding sort of ism, like racism or classism or... I'm not sure what what the ism... What's the ism for people that hate on trans-identified uh, people? Well, there's
3: cisgenderedism. Wait, no.
0: It doesn't sound hateful enough.
3: Um, <laughs> Cissexism. C- I don't know how you pronounce oh, it. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, it's one c- of those c- things you... Cissexism. C- 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 you see it in print a lot more than you hear it out loud. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Has that term entered like the the language? Because I've seen like Rachel Meadow use it. I'm like, people just know what that means nowadays.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I was just gonna say I only picked up this uh, very recently, so I don't know how I don't know how. Uh... But I mean, mm. we're not normal. Like we're no. all, you know, we're well in any number of ways. But we're all, but we're all, you know, people who read a lot of stuff like that. So. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if normal average on
1: street man on the street person would know you've got nerd privilege
0: i think even the average atheist isn't necessarily going to be tuned into these issues i talked to Uh a few people about this this show coming up and they're like what (laughs) (laughs) so not everyone reads free thought blogs and everybody is told that their privilege is showing or leaking (laughs) your privilege is leaking that sounds so (laughs) offensive
2: yeah, entirely. it's just it's unfortunate. Because- Which
0: orifice is it leaking yeah, out of? Somebody tell me I need to wipe out. There's better <laughs> ways to point that out.
3: Because, yeah. I mean, that happened to me, like, I've like kind of radicalized very quickly over the past <laughs> two or three years, but I remember, like, hearing about male privilege privilege, and, like, so, at some point someone said to me online, like, oh, you have male privilege, you just don't know about it. Like, it's, you're stuck with it for life. I'm like, <laughs> so they didn't say that, but, you know, I'm like, what? And now, years later, I'm like, well, yeah, they are kind of right. Like, I don't know how much, like, internal privilege was, like, embedded in my brain. But, um, I mean, I definitely did get, like, I did receive male privilege advantages. But then I blew them all, so, I mean, who cares? <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but you said you that just... you didn't grow up with the fear training, though. yeah. And to the extent that, that you still don't have that, that's kind of a privilege.
3: Oh, you're right, yeah. Shit, they were totally right.
0: Uh, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Well, I do a little <laughs> bit. I'm not, I mean. So, how do we check our privilege? We're always being told, check your privilege. Uh, how do we yeah. do that? Like, if I want to check white privilege, do I, you know, do I do like John Safran and go around in relatively convincing blackface for a week in Chicago? <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I'm i'm kidding that's a terrible idea but john <laughs> Safran did do that
1: <laughs> did i a good um, job passing
0: <laughs> i don't know if it was that good <laughs> probably referencing well, obscure australian documentarians isn't going to help people get a baseline
3: the thing i think about this um i think a lot of the privilege thing really involves like understanding some very like progressive concepts and if you're If you're, like, a super libertarian, more libertarian than Damien, or conservative, like, you're just not going to get it because, like, the very concept of it just jars with your worldview. Like, that's what I think. I don't know if that's right, but that's what I think about it.
0: I think libertarians uh, tend to think of people as individual units. Mm. And to, to the extent that they're stereotyping people or putting them in bins, they would feel really bad having to admit that to themselves. Because mm-hmm. the ethos of libertarianism is that every single person is you know is an individual, yeah, and no, but yeah judged that's as I, an individual
3: that's what I mean though, because um the privilege has to say that people aren't judged as individuals, and right. that like a person's status in society is not totally a function of their moral uprightness, like there are social mm-hmm. factors at play, and privilege is just admitting those social factors. And conservatives and you know, Ayn Rand style libertarians objectivists, they're like they just they that's not their conception. They have to see the poor people as being morally inferior. They can't they can't apply like they had some structural disadvantage. They can't admit that. So privilege doesn't make any sense to them.
2: Yeah, bootstraps, baby. What's the problem? <laughs> Grab them suckers. That's all you got. That's all you need to do, right? What's the, what the fuck with these
0: poor people? <laughs> it's a culture of poverty, I believe is that's the. Uh,
2: right.
0: I believe that's the uh, modern conservative nomenclature, It's the culture mm-hmm. of poverty. Although oh. it's not, it's not entirely a conservative idea. I think Mickey Kaus writes about it in one of his books.
3: If a really smart kid who's you know born in a culture of poverty, for instance, in a ghetto with no opportunities, they can be genetically super brilliant man and he's not going to get shit because you know he's going to be looked at as a little black punk and he's going to get all that burden shit
2: well Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of language studies out there that that show that if if you're not if you don't, don't get a lot of language experience people talking to you consistently and reading to you and then providing things for you to read there's a there's an age and it's pretty young where you you pretty much get stunted
3: Oh, oh
0: yeah.
2: So yeah, critical age hypothesis. Right. Yeah. So thank you. So how low so, is that? It's pretty low. It's like I'm thinking four or five? Wow. Yeah.
3: Who was that girl, Gertie? The the girl who was like raised without she was raised in a speaking whole, to her? Yeah, yeah, so she never she could never develop
1: language. No, nope. past two years old, it's almost impossible... Uh, not two years old, but past, past the puberty, it's almost impossible to, to develop the language.
3: Well, no, no. Oh, at first language, you mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, not, so,
1: not so. A second language, but first language. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's We've right. drifted a little bit from... You know, I think.
2: Uh, wait well, though. I'm just saying that, like she says, it, it wouldn't matter how smart we're innately. It, it, if you don't... Because the... Because the, the the poor people that we're talking about, they don't have, to, you know, a lot of the time they have parents who either don't have the time or don't have the understanding or the education their, themselves, or yeah. the time, you know, the the inclination to do things like that. And so, you know, I'm just I'm agreeing with Abby that that just being really smart is is, you know, can can help, but it's not. Uh, I mean. Mm. I'm fully aware that the only reason I have a PhD is not is because I had supportive parents and the time and the the financial wherewithal to delay a career long enough and stay in school and I mean I have loans but you know I can pay them and um, that like it's not because I'm some big smarty pants that I have a PhD it's because mm. of a whole lot of other things. Now, You're I'm like pretty,
1: yeah pretty know, you're kind of a big
2: strange, though, yeah. but you know it helps don't get me wrong but um but no you, i mean you know, there's so many other things that have to go along with that and uh you know my conservative parents would, would are are offended when i say that you know it's, it's all, all about working hard and i'm like mom it's not no. <laughs> it's because you helped me Man. Yeah, Uh, I mean, a single mom
3: with three jobs works pretty damn hard.
2: Right, exactly, and still won't have a PhD, and probably won't be able to provide one for any of those kids. Mm
0: -hmm. I was raised by a single mom with three jobs. (laughs) 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 This is not the time for me to go back on my earlier claims of privilege, but (laughs) but I did do that for a while. But my mom always read books to me, though, even when I was very little, so that's something.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I had a decent, good, you know middle class lower middle class I don't know like upbringing and um I was in college for two years before I had to throw it all away to deal with deal with the the trans stuff so
0: like there's a way I just I miss my privilege <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
0: it seems to me like it, it's a privilege just not having to deal with that like if you feel yeah. comfortable um like i I look like a guy and I feel like a guy and I'm comfortable with that that's a privilege in and of itself yeah. Yeah. That some of these privileges there's there's well most of them uh, a certain amount of hard work can overcome a lack of educational privilege.
2: Right.
0: Right. And and and, and class privilege. Mhm. I I don't know what you do for age privilege. I think everyone right. ages at the same rate. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a certain amount of hard work can overcome body size privilege issues. If if I work really hard, I can change my body size. I've done it before. So, so I guess my next question, then, this leads into my next question, is: Is privilege always unearned, or can privilege be something that you earn the privileges and then you start to take them for granted later?
2: I I just said I, I don't think that's what this concept is supposed to cover, though I I think there are I think that's a broader definition of privilege.
0: Okay, so you yeah, think like this. Like what super- would? Sorry.
3: Like what would one be that? A privilege you can earn, and then you like you get it, and then you deserve it, and you can flaunt it.
0: And well, like for example, um, Mitt Romney was not always as filthy rich as he is now. He went from <laughs> he went from you know just reasonably rich to filthy rich. So now he can take things for granted. He didn't have to take for granted when he was just reasonably rich, uh, and he's probably forgotten uh, what it was like to just be you know a senator's child.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, in fact, I think there's some evidence that he has no clue what that was like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe that's that's too timely and too political. I should probably think of a better example.
3: He's going to be running for president for forever, so he can replay this
1: in eight years. And-
3: yeah. <laughs> These cookies from 7-Eleven? Huh?
1: How about, right. how about <laughs> Andrew Carnegie? Or Carnegie. How do how you how pronounce his name? A- Andrew Carnegie. You know, he's from Scotland, immigrated to the United States, and he was a factory worker. But he ended up being a tycoon.
2: Oprah.
0: Oprah. <laughs> Oprah's the perfect example because she's like got several of these uh, burdens going on, uh, or she did. Uh, and and nowadays, I'm guessing that her massive wealth helps alleviate most of them mm. uh, to the point to where maybe she doesn't even notice it anymore.
3: I wonder. Do they like? Can they even out?
0: Do they? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure
3: there's still, I don't know, because I guess fame
0: is its own burden, and
3: it kind of... Do
0: you think anyone sees Oprah and thinks, oh, just another black chick? Anonymity is a privilege. It can be. So in a
3: way, we're more privileged than Oprah.
0: I'm not going to go with that. that is so... <laughs> <laughs> you had me until there.
2: But, I mean, the, the Oprah argument, though, is the one that people always make where, where, when you try to talk to them about, you know, it's harder for, I don't know if you noticed, but it's harder for people who aren't born white, just kind of in general. <laughs> and they say, well, what about Oprah? She's the richest woman in the world, right? Well, that's silly. She's richer than J.K. Rowling? That's
3: Anecdotes.
2: I don't know. But, I, I mean, you, but, uh, that's what they... they To somebody, and they say, "Well, that person." And the argument, of course, is, "Well, if that person can come up from wretched poverty and racism and whatever else, then Mm -hmm. everyone should be able to do it."
3: If that person can win the lottery,
2: everyone can.
0: But right, but but like, Mm -hmm. so obviously, that's a terrible argument. But my my point about Oprah is, she used to have to not buy pistachios uh, when she. This is a story that she told. Oh, she'd go to the (laughs) yes, I'm I'm in tune with Oprah. She'd go to the she'd go to the grocery store and she would look at the pistachios and she loves them. They taste great. And and she would have to not buy them because they were way more expensive than, you know, everything else she was shopping for. And then eventually, you know, when she made it and got a got a good job, she knew she could buy pistachios. Now, m- my point is that <laughs> I'm I'm not sure how deeply her her memories of being unprivileged uh, hold with her on an everyday basis. I'm guessing that if if waitstaff doesn't do what she asks reasonably quickly, <laughs> she gets annoyed. The same way any rich person gets annoyed when they're not being served properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's it, I live in Edmond, so I see this happen pretty regularly.
3: When people level up their privilege, they forget what it was. What it was before?
2: Right. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder though. Gonna, I do. I see. You know, if I'm going to armchair psychoanalyze Oprah, which why not? Um, <laughs> She seems. She always appears a little desperate to me. What? The needing to have her own magazine with her picture on it every month. Her now her own. You wouldn't TV do that. Channel. Vanity.
0: I would do that in a minute. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think. I think she's got and the the weight going up and down and the, I I think she's still got plenty of insecurity. Uh, I I think she probably fronts pretty well and maybe she maybe she denies that. Yeah, but, but like.
1: But many successful people are insecure. I mean... Sure. I think every successful it's like comedians comedian is massively insecure. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that, sure. that's, that's like me, me, me. That's a uh, that's part of insecurity. So I don't know that that's part of privilege. I mean, it may be even a privileged thing to be concerned about yourself.
4: No, You're that's worried. what I'm saying.
1: I'm... That's a privilege. yeah no, gazing that's... is a privilege? <laughs> yep, is. I'm just saying,
2: is. I don't think she's cured. <laughs> so, no,
1: I was just, I just wonder, like, you know? why do we have to restrict privilege? Like, if it's still a privilege, then what... You know, why does it have to be a hereditary um, thing in order like, to qualify for privilege?
0: Oh, you mean, wh- why does it have to be unearned in order to fit the definition of privilege that we're talking about? Yeah.
1: Like, if it's privilege, it's privilege. If it's if you've unburdened yourself, while other people still have that burden. Well, I, th- I think if... It's, so long as you're
0: you're not noticing mm-hmm. that – if you've managed to forget that other people have this burden, then you have privilege in my book. Uh, you, even if you somehow dug mm-hmm. your way out of it, out of the burden, mm-hmm. if if you start ignoring people who had that burden that you used to have.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, a question you can ask is like gonna say, you say to someone, you have privilege. And now the next question is like what should they do about it? Right. Mm-hmm like is it are they just supposed to feel guilty do they is they accepting it like enough do they just say oh yeah my bad i'm a i'm a white guy i can make jokes about how we killed the indians but i'm not gonna do anything about it
1: <laughs> no. and, and what good has guilt done anyways
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think we i don't think you have to go in the closet and scourge yourself like dimsdale or anything i i uh no i don't think that's what good does that do to anybody yeah. it's not about feeling guilty i do not you do anything about it, it It's um, You know it, It's I guess it's just try Do your best not to use it against anybody
3: Hmm Like be aware of it
2: Yeah like, and be aware, I, think. I was just going to say be aware of situations Where you might be employing it In ways that, that Takes advantage of someone else And try not to do that.
3: Mm. Like you might you you won't even be aware of it. But you should be aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> so be
2: aware. <laughs> so, right.
3: <laughs> you well you can't know what you don't know. There's no known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. Now, and so now, privilege <laughs> is an unknown unknown sometimes. It really is.
1: <laughs> you could be <laughs> the, uh, secretary of defense. <laughs> totally. I
3: think I think that's still a good, like, <coughs> analogy. I've used that before.
0: I don't know. Yeah, actually, of all the stupid things Rumsfeld ever said, that's not one of them. <laughs>
1: you know that? I, I do not. I heard someone... I read someone on Slate say that wasn't a, That wasn't one of his dumb things.
0: Yeah. I have so many things I'd love to call him out on. That's just not quite on the list.
1: Well, guys, I have hard time um, at parties just striking up conversation. Should this be one of my worries is that I'm um, paralyzed with fear that I'm going to... Um, like, wind up with privilege leaking out of me in front of people? No. <laughs> Are you suffering from a lack of extrovert privilege? Yeah. Well, I guess I am. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to. Yeah.
2: They make special garments <laughs> for leaky privilege. <laughs> privilege.
0: <laughs> Your
1: privilege is leaking. Try to pen. <laughs> Oh,
2: God. Pen's
0: mouth addition.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, one of the things I kind of think, um, I think kind of like what I said earlier, I think the privilege concept kind of comes out of a larger, like, progressive, liberal, like, conceptualization of the world. So, like, privilege itself is just kind of, like, a facet of it. You can't, like, drill privilege into someone's head or drill the concept of it if they don't, like, have okay. already kind of a – yeah, mm-hmm. have kind of, like, a, an empathetic worldview
2: mm-hmm. in, like – did we just lose the libertarians again?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, Chaz, Chaz and I are both former libertarians. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. I guess if anyone's going to speak up for them, it's, it's got to be one of us.
1: <laughs> I don't necessarily think... I think that an education of the world in um, different poverty and learning why that happened is more important than understanding privilege itself. I mean, I think privilege is just something that can come about naturally Uh, uh, knowing about privilege you don't have to know about that key word Mm. as as long as you have knowledge of like why someone's in this uh, desperate situation why they were prejudiced against all their life that's more important than understanding like if someone starts saying well you have privilege and i start thinking well what does that mean well it means that you you didn't know these things like oh okay that makes more sense to me
0: So you're saying that if somebody has a, a wide-ranging and comprehensive sense of all the ways – of all these different burdens we've been talking about, the burden of racism, the burden of sexism, um, the burden of cissexism, uh, the burden of ageism, the burden of lookism, if, some, if, if somebody <laughs> is somehow well aware of, of all these things, if somehow you've traveled America and you're, you've seen all these problems – then you don't need the concept of privilege, but you probably already have the idea, if not the word, in your head at that point. Yeah. Right? I mean, you have a sense of some people go around sort of carefree, not worrying about this stuff, and other people <laughs> yeah. have to think to themselves... Uh, it's,
3: it's their daily life. Yeah. Right. And, and There's I think a the privilege point. not having to notice privilege.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and the least I can do as a you know a reasonably privileged in most categories kind of person is to is to try to bear in mind when I'm becoming a burden to someone else. So if I'm walking behind a, a woman in Oklahoma City in the dark, I, I need to take steps to not seem threatening because I, I might look fairly threatening to her and she has no idea what hmm. I'm, what I'm like. I'm not sure if that's a privilege issue or not, but I think it is. I think that I have the privilege of just walking around the streets and not feeling that afraid, and I should bear in mind that not everyone has that. Yeah. So I should not seem threatening to other people if I can avoid
1: it.
2: I mean, that's right. I mean, the thing is, is a lot of the time this is just going to seem like being a decent person. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, having empathy, uh, putting yourself yeah. in, in their situation or saying, you know, the, the tribulation their mind is going through
0: right don't assume that people have the same concerns that you do or the same lack of concerns that you do yeah and try to put yourself in their shoes and that the example that i'm using is is i think one that all, most men could benefit from if you're if you're walking alone at night don't overtake a woman mm-hmm. uh, on the street if you have to cross the street or take a different path don't seem like you're stalking up behind someone that's mm-hmm. just a, a unintentionally threatening gesture. I mean, we know you know, we,
1: uh, Greg Layden wrote about this. Oh, well, this in that case, situation. I want to cut all of it. Cut it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking, put myself in the situation of being in an elevator at 4 o'clock in the morning and, and like a big burly biker dude gets in the elevator alone with me. That would be pretty intimidating for me.
0: Especially if he asked to come, asked you to come back to his room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, if he asked me to go back to his room, that would, yeah, that would put it over the line.
0: Especially if it's obvious that he's a power top and he perceives you as a virtual <laughs> bottom. <laughs> as long as that's all in
1: place. Or he can mug it. me. I was thinking more about mugging me. Oh, fine. <laughs> I, oh. I, just, I wanted to no, rapist. I was thinking, thinking, of, I
2: was thinking yeah. about your sweet baby face and how <laughs> that's totally <laughs> what he was. Would... <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not that. an insult, by that's the way. That's reverse ageism.
0: That. That's totally reverse ageism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guess it, the best thing I think that somebody like me can do is to read the stories of the people who don't have my privileges read yeah. and this is yeah, I'm not saying anecdotes or evidence but if you're trying to be more empathetic and humanistic not necessarily progressive because you can still be an empathetic libertarian yeah uh, then then read the stories of what it's like to go around um, as a, as a black woman, how people treat you differently.
1: Because yeah. it's, a, it's an emotional problem and anecdotes are the best at reaching you emotionally.
0: Absolutely. You need to learn to, to be empathetic, which means you have to put yourself in a narrative that forces you to think what it's like to be in their shoes.
2: I mean, and I mean, I, I will say with this whole Chick-fil-A thing that one of the things that, that came out of that is that I read several articles in the past couple of days from Christian websites with, I read one just today and the author was saying, um, listen, you people who think that you're that you're standing up for something and that you, you think you're not a bigot and you're not hateful. If you were gay, would you believe you? Would you, <laughs> would you believe that? I, I mean, you and, and the whole thing was basically that it was. Can you just try to think for a minute what it feels like to not be you and to see you standing in line at Chick-fil-A and you think you're doing one thing? What are they supposed to think?
0: If only the Christians had some sort of golden rule that, right. Re- that required.
2: <laughs> right! That would fix it all. That would rock. Yeah.
0: <laughs> put themselves in other people's shoes and do unto them.
1: Wait.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> we are done with wise ass. Stop it. <laughs> what?
2: But <laughs> a lot of times that's all, that's, that's all it takes, you know, to, to just, just be nicer. Just care about how other people feel.
0: Mhm. That's so humanistic of you. I
2: know. Oh, I've, I've, I get called worse. Believe me, I'm I Miss Pollyanna, rose-colored glasses. I'm so, not just. A, I'm not just progressive. I'm a progressivist. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? I'm one of those people.
0: That's <laughs> more syllables. To make it sound more more serious. I'm a progressivismist.
2: Yes. Yeah what's the I distinction i actually you know think that that human beings are on a trajectory toward betterness i think we're getting better
0: like star trek
1: yeah like pinker
0: yes oh yeah pinker actually backs it up with a lot of a lot of yeah. evidence on at least one point
1: if you thought it was if you know if you want to quantify quantify empathy he does that in a whole he spends a whole chapter uh, talking about how empathy and lessons we learn are helping us become a better uh, civilization
0: we've really got to interview Pinker yeah, yeah. so again. easy
1: <laughs>
0: we got to talk to him again sometime yeah Shelly can
1: you hook that up can you uh, <laughs> get him to invite him down to Oklahoma again
2: uh, I would I took myself off that committee actually so oh. mm-hmm. anyway
1: um, okay so do we have anything
0: else on topic to cover thoughts on privilege this is your last chance <laughs> fight the power just yeah. just remember as you go, as you go forth into the world If you can't fight the power, at least try to notice when you have it.
4: Yes. The Oklahoma Atheists' Godcast is produced by the Oklahoma Atheists. The mission of the Oklahoma Atheists is to develop a community of individuals and families who value and promote critical thinking, free thought, reason, and a scientific worldview and who seek to have a positive effect on the community at large through fellowship, rational discussion, community service, and education. For more information, please visit our website at www.oklahomaatheist.com. The music for today's show is from the song God is Dead by Jaron Lake and is reproduced here under a Creative Commons license. Jared's music in the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast are hosted courtesy of the Internet Archive's community audio collection, available at www.archive.org. To join discussion about the ideas presented, presented in today's show, please visit our blog at blog.oglomaatheists.com.